We are talking all things basketball recruiting from Michigan State's incoming monster class to, hey, what's going around the rest of the Big Ten? All with Jason Jordan of Sports Illustrated. Let's go. Our Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My favorite people of all time, yes, of course, the listeners and viewers of Lockdown Spartans. How you doing? And of course, if you're watching on YouTube, you know it's not just me. We have a new but soon-to-be familiar face as we have Jason Jordan of Sports Illustrated. But before I let this dapper gentleman talk, hey, I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. Jason, how on earth you doing, man? Everything going okay at your end of the world? Yeah, doing great, man. How about you? Oh, come on. MSU sitting with a top five, arguably top three recruiting class in basketball. Yeah. Our football team hasn't lost a game yet. Like I, I, This is like peak <laughs> Peak happiness right now for a college sports fan. Everything seems to be going okay. Um, I get it. I, obviously, we're going to get to a lot of this because as the yeah. director of basketball recruiting at Sports Illustrated, you might know a thing or two about what's going on with Michigan State, the world of recruiting. So uh, without further ado, let's just talk about it because this has yeah. all state slappies like me buzzing. This yeah. class is whew, fun. So. Yeah. With that said, as they lock in for recruits, top three class, as a recruiting expert, what's your reaction to Tom Izzo pulling in this class? Was it like kind of a surprise, like, oh, Tom Izzo's not dead yet? Or is it more like, no, I'm not surprised. He was actually never really dead and everyone was kind of overblowing this whole last few years sort of thing. Yeah, probably more so that. I mean, you know, okay. a guy like Tom Izzo is never, is, he's always got a, what, what, I, I, I'm an Entourage fan. And so, um, okay. You know, I don't know if you're familiar with the show, but uh, I never forget the scene when uh, Johnny Chase was talking to his agent. And he was like, you think I got a chance to land the Troy? He was like, hey, you're Johnny Chase. You always got it. <laughs> 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 so that's Tom Izzo, right? If, if, he's in the den, if he's in the den, you know, coaches know to be worried, you know. So um, definitely his name, it still, still rings out, uh, you know, that's definitely an offer that, when I'm talking to an elite level of recruit, it's like a giddy, a giddy type of conversation. That's the tone in which that they talk about Izzo and Michigan State for sure. And you know, no shortage of programs that you have to follow, you have to track, especially elite yeah. programs. But when it comes to like Tom Izzo, what is it that separates him from other coaches or other programs when you are talking to high level recruits about their decisions coming up? I, that everybody says the same thing. He's so real, like he's so real okay. and raw. And it's like, look, man, man, I know you're good and all that, but you know, <laughs> X, Y, you know, maybe you could do this and maybe you could do that, or maybe you do this really well. Like, I don't know, like, or he'll just be like, you know, if you're doing something really well, he's not the coach that's going to be like, I'm not going to tell him that because he can't No, If you're doing something great, I'm going to tell you, if you're doing something not so great, I'm really going to tell you. And, um, but you, but they all say, you know, um, recruits, you know, at this level, they say that like older guys always tell them, you know, he genuinely cares. Like 
Gotcha. He's the guy who would, who still keeps in touch with guys from, you know, year one and two, you know, so um, that's definitely the, the, the reputation that precedes him on the track. Gotcha. And so I, and this is a question I've gotten from a lot of state fans and I, you know, who better to ask than you, a guy that's pretty locked into recruiting, but, mm-hmm. and it's a simple question, but maybe a difficult answer, but Hey, this is a great class, top three class. Michigan state right. hasn't been necessarily bad in recruiting the last few years, but it hasn't yeah. been this good in a while. Right. So the, the, the question I keep getting is why, like, why has it gotten so good this year? Like what, yeah. what happened this year that didn't happen the other years? Yeah, you know, I, I, it's a, that's kind of an over. Like, I, you know, everybody has ebbs and flows. You know what I'm saying? Like, so okay. maybe, maybe this will be one of their runs. You know, and 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 that's how it works. Like, you know, Duke's been on a run for a while. Kentucky's, you know, you know, let their fans tell it. Before now, it was kind of like, <laughs> oh, we know we got those three five stars, but those weren't the five stars we wanted. You know, um, <laughs> right. so, tough life. You know. <laughs> You know, it, it, it could be worse, you know, and, and I think yeah. people, they, there are just seasons for stuff, you know, and I think it's just a, I don't think they're doing anything different. I, I know the, you know, I mean, time is only changing much, you know what I'm saying? Like his approach is going to be his approach and it resonates. And sometimes it doesn't get the five-star kid, the top 10 kid, and just it's happening to do it now. Um, and you got to think he, he was in early with Xavier and Xavier kind of blew up this summer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, they got Xavier Booker because they're late to the party um, because he's like a latecomer. And this is I'm not he's he did it. He's done it for a while, but mm-hmm. he did it in front of, you know, he got the attention for doing it this spring and summer. So, you know, now that they've got him, it's kind of like, oh, man, you know, they got this top top three player in the class. They're back, you know, um, but people a lot of people forget he was a late bloomer uh on the national scene you know respectively and now here we are sitting with a top five top three class i think it's safe to say somewhere in that range i mean life is pretty good and last i checked the calendar it's it's the middle of august which we haven't even started the 2022 season so how important is it to wrap up a class this early does it really matter in the world of college basketball recruiting or in the grand scheme of things when it all bounces out is an early class wrapped up not that big of a difference than wrapping up a class later in the cycle? Well, well, I'll tell you, it definitely helps uh, the coach's anxiety. Sure. <laughs> and ours, early. yeah. You know, they definitely want to wrap it up early, you know. Um, but, you know, grand scheme, you, for the people that you guys want, you might have to wait. You know what I'm saying? Because they're prima donnas and these totally. guys can do whatever they want. And they're not worried about the portal like, like other guy, you know, other schools might, you know, have players that, hey, you better take your spot, or you know, you might have it. But you're sure. looking at, you're going after Jeremy Fears and Xavier Booker, and you know those guys, and so they're always going to have a spot. So some guys you're going to have to wait for, but yeah, sometimes you do want to lock in a little early, and because of the portal, even 2024 guys, you know, they're 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 thinking about popping a little earlier now. So um, I think we'll see that more, you know, as we go on with with what's going on in our world now. Gotcha. And, you know, we'll talk more about the 2024 class. Obviously, you know, we're going to talk about the 2023 class in the next segment. But before that, just want to clear the air right now. And I'm Jason, I, you know, I just met you about 10 minutes ago, but I'm sorry, I'm going to make you the bad guy right now because nah. over the weekend, Tom right. Izzo goes to Draymond Green's wedding. LeBron James is at the wedding. They take a picture together. Bronny James, LeBron James's son, of course. 
He's a 2023 recruit. Is there any fire there, Jason Jordan? Is is Bronny James definitely a target for Michigan State? Don't don't break our hearts and tell he's not, Jason. No, I'll let you be the bad guy and say there's no chance. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You know, Bronny, Bronny as, as everyone could imagine, I mean, I think uh, my guy Paul put out, uh, you know, he finally talked. Bronny doesn't talk. You know? Right. He's very controlled, and he, he doesn't talk. But I think uh, Paul was out. Uh, overseas with them and so uh Paul being Cardi is being a great friend of mine and so he put out a list of you I think UCLA USC or I'll be very honest uh, I mean are you guys recruiting him probably not yeah maybe <laughs> I don't know you know I right. mean your, your class is pretty good I don't you know I don't yeah. hey you want to Brian would be great addition for sure but I I would be surprised I don't know I know he's listing a lot of colleges I'd be. I'm curious to see how, how that works out. I, I I know a lot of college coaches at Peach Jam told me that the word is that he's going pro, and they they okay. are very much adamant that he's going pro. And that was the case. You know, Peach Jam is what three weeks ago. So I sure. mean, maybe things changed, but um, you know, that was the list that he says the schools are reaching out to him. I haven't heard of the offers. You know, so maybe. Here's the thing. He takes some visits. I believe he's going to college a little more. So let okay. I'm gonna let him lead it on that, you know. Oh, and they keep okay. close to the best. And I'm not mad at that. But as soon as he starts taking some visits, maybe I'll start to believe he's going to college. <laughs> so we'll give it like a 0.01% chance he ends in East Lansing. That's a fair assessment. So with that, for now, for now, you know, right. things can change. We'll see. That's 0.01% higher than I thought it was as we got into the summer. So we'll... Uh, <laughs> We'll take that. Why not? So that, that sounds like a fun time. Um, yeah. Obviously, a lot more to talk about uh, with our guy Jason here. But Jason, I'm so sorry. I just got to say goodbye to you to a hot second. Uh, I'm just going to yeah. send you to the bench really quick because I got to talk to the fine folks. That is right. This is an important time to do this read right here because this is drive sober or get pulled over. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. It could very well be this upcoming tailgating season. A few becomes too many. And as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. But nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. And besides, what are the odds you get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Oh yeah, that's a sobering reality of what could happen. Everyone knows about the risk of drunk driving. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. And that's why police officers are out right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, mm -mm, no, think again, play it safe, Plan ahead, use a rideshare app, call someone that you know. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's life forever. So drive sober or get pulled over. And as we welcome Jason Jordan, Director of Basketball Recruiting at Sports Illustrated. Hey, just want to thank everyone for making us your first listen every single day. Uh Jason, obviously having a lot of fun here with, uh, you know, not just this conversation. I'm having a great time so far, but also just following yeah. MSU basketball recruiting. Yeah. Four great names, Cohen Carr, Garrick Norman, Xavier Booker, Jeremy Fears. Of those four, who is the most college-ready player? Which sounds ridiculous because their senior high school seasons haven't even started yet, but 
if there's a guy that you're pretty sure can be a day one contributor when 2023 does roll around, who are you going to give that award to? Well, I'm mean, definitely going to say Xavier Booker, right? Okay, um, that easy. Yeah. And 610 does it all. You know, um, you know, I, positionless has become cliche. Sure, uh, but sure. if ever there were a player that I would be cliche about and say positionless, that would definitely be Xavier Booker. I mean, he's, uh, he plays more like a point forward role. Um, think about like a young L- Lamar Odom. If, okay. If, you know, that I may be dating myself there, but, you know, people know him through Khloe Kardashian, but Lamar Odom was a bad <laughs> man. I promise you that he has rings to prove it, um, you know, but just very versatile and get out 16, you know, people use the unicorn label too, but he, you know, he's a guy who does things that he air quotes shouldn't be doing because of his size. He can handle the ball. He's a great playmaker. I think that's one of the more underrated part of, parts of his game. Um, but uh, great slasher can play with his back to the basket. He's knocking down shots as well. So um, at his size and um, with his length, you know, I think he's a guy that's going to, that's absolutely going to produce from day one. We did like a, a Mac NBA draft uh, based on only taking high school kids, just something okay. we did around NBA draft time. And he went number two behind uh, uh, Mackenzie Mbako, who was headed to Duke. But he could have gone number one, right? I call flack for that. People were like, save your book is sure. better. You know, so, um, yeah, definitely a guy who's had, obviously, an amazing summer. But, um, you know, he the way in which he scored is more um, telling than even the production because that's that's what's – I think he's going to be a guy who who's better as he levels up. Um, and so that's going to start there in East Lansing. Gotcha. And th- this could be a dumb question coming up. I'll let you be the judge of this, but – obviously it's very popular that Xavier Booker's summer is where he really started to improve from a guy that was, you know, in the eighties or the nineties being ranked there all the way to this top three recruits. What happened? Was it just that he was getting more exposure to more influential people in the recruiting world? Or like, was it just drastic improvements, some cocktail of both? Or what was the reason that he went all the way from like eighties to arguably number one in the entire country? Well, I should tell you that you shouldn't put a whole lot of stock in the ranking. Let's start with that. Okay. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. But, but, you know, I'll say this. You know, people don't, on the most basic level, you don't know what you don't know. So, you you know, he, he wasn't on, um, you know, on the radar. And he wasn't in, like, uh, the type of tournaments that would have gotten him seen. Uh, and, I, you know, he didn't play on a major circuit even this summer. But he played in specific uh showcase events and stuff like that and so he really blew up he really seized the moment um and then you know yeah there's definitely been some improvement over the last year but um, i mean give him a lot of credit he's he's done it for a while too and i think you know the stars just lined up and uh he's he's taken the moment and he's you know it's ascended even from there because he's been dominating all spring since the spring um He's literally dominated every tournament and showcase he's been in. See, it's like, I'd love to hear that. Quite That's what literally. I'm talking about. <laughs> right, yeah, no kidding. And yeah. so there's also three other big names, too. Obviously, you know, yeah. point guard Jeremy Fierce, the, the first right. commit of this class. And then you have two uh, wing players in Garrick Norman, Cohen Carr. Of those three players, which yeah. one is Jason Jordan's favorite prospect of that trio oh that's tough uh, but it would definitely be between jeremy and cohen um cohen's a okay. guy i saw a lot um uh really came on my radar last december at the chick-fil-a um when he was doing 
Sports Center top ten dunks in games. Sure. Um, you know, he's the East Bay in, in the in the layup line. I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> but I think he could potentially he or Caden Cooper, who is a number another 2023 wing shooting guard. Um, that one of them two is the best dunker in in high school basketball. Okay, without a doubt, right? So he's going to bring the wow plays to East Lansing. He's going to be the guy who's um, like a utility guy who you're going to use in a lot of different ways. Guards a lot of he's long, um, mm-hmm. interchangeable on the wing, uh, but definitely a guy who competes in the defensive end. And you'll be able to plug Tom will be able to plug him into a lot of different lineups. So um, he's a guy I really like. But I mean. I mean, Jeremy's Jeremy. He had 17 points in the gold medal game for the U17. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna say a guy with a gold medal isn't, isn't one of my favorites. You know, sure, so, it's tough. I mean, he's had a productive summer. Just a heady point guard, um, scrolls on all three levels, and I, I just like the way he dictates tempo. Um, he's always yeah. in control. He's a guy that Tom Izzo is going to um, win a lot of games with because he's. De- truly the extension of the coach on the floor in a lot of different ways, vocally, by the example. Um, so uh, he's a guy I'm ve- definitely very high on. And then, you know, you know, Garrick's no slouch either, but you know, when you have these three, it's like, Oh, Hey, I'm good too. You know, but he right. Was, <laughs> right. at the end of the day, he's just, he's going to stretch the defense. He's um, his shot making ability is, is his greatest attribute. And so at six, six, you know, with that size and he, he'll, you know, he, he can get in there and mix it up and rebound and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, he's going to get his time knocking shots down. So um, amazing class, amazing class. I like the versatility. I like the interchangeable parts. Um, and yeah, I, I, one of his, but I, to your point, one of the best in the last few years, for sure. Yeah. Probably I like, I'm just gonna, <laughs> I, and I'm just gonna, like getting so fired up, but then like, I got to r- remind myself that we still have another season before these yeah. guys even, touch yeah. soil and it's, it's so like sure. gotta gotta you know check check myself pump the brakes here a little bit um but with that said hey let's look forward to 2024 well, okay. why not let's just skip ahead two seasons right now uh any yeah. names that michigan state fans should already be you know not getting excited about but just keeping tabs on right yeah. now even though this is got so far down the line but hey when you wrap up a class this early maybe we could do this yeah, no, for sure. And that, and that to your earlier point, it does give you a chance to um, kind of focus on the future. I would say um, Jason Richardson's kid, Jace, um, okay. point guard. Um, I know you guys are on him, Jesse McCulloch. But the one uh, is James Brown, um, 6'10 center from Chicago, had a really big summer. And he's close to Jeremy Fears. I mean, I think they're like okay. sandbox from the sandbox type friends. And so, hey, sweet. And Jeremy's a. <laughs> Jeremy's a great, great recruiter. Cohen talked about it. we broke uh, Cohen's commitment, and so he was like, "Man, Jeremy was on me for a man. He was woo. He was hassling me like he was. <laughs> we were in the group chat, and I, you know, he's a he's a great recruiter. So with this this kid as his friend, I mean, you know, that can't hurt. That definitely can't hurt. No doubt. And so you know, you bring up Jason Richardson's uh, kid, Jace Richardson, who I believe is over in Vegas playing uh, over yeah. there, but. So, but I, th- this could be a national recruitment. The kid is a top 25 kid on a lot of uh, recruiting sites. Mm-hmm. Obviously a legacy recruit, yeah. but it, it's not going to be like just this easy for Michigan State, right? Like who yeah. are some other, you know, teams that MSU is going up against? Yeah, I mean, uh, really early for him. I, I think USC is in there. Okay. Uh, the West Coast schools, Arizona, a couple other ones. That, but again, he's a guy I don't think, It'll be over soon, you know, um, 
So, I mean, like you said, 2024, I think he's a guy that, you know, just getting his feet wet in it. And, I mean, I'd rather have a legacy. You know, I'd rather have your dad having been a, a, a an All-American <laughs> right there than not, you know. Right? Will it help? Sure. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you definitely want that if you can you can tout that as uh, something you can put a notch under your belt. So I definitely think it'll help you guys. And we're going to transition from being locked on Spartans to let's do a little bit of locked on Big Ten recruiting right now. Let's just fly around the rest of the Midwest. Obviously, Ohio State is up there with recruiting, right? Like they are also building a really, really nice class down there in Columbus. But is there a third fiddle? For the 2023 class, or is there a program that's kind of in the neighborhood of Ohio State, Michigan State, or what are you feeling here? Um, I, I mean, they're obviously the top two. Uh, mm-hmm. I would say Maryland's done well in this class. Um, I would say Indiana. I, I really like Indiana. Okay. And they, it's a two-man class as it stands, but Gabe Cups is one of the best point guards that I've seen all summer. Uh, really like him. Um, very, very much like Jeremy, very aware, very um, uh, dominant. He's like a ball dominant guard, but you want him to have the ball because he's such a great facilitator. And, you know, he's teaming up with Ja'Kai Newton in that class. And Ja'Kai is a great combo guard who you can use interchangeably, but he can fill it up from the, uh, from all three levels, but he really um, excels as a, you know, a shooter and a slasher. So I like the combination of, of, of them, and, you know, I don't think Indiana's done either, but I would say Maryland and Indiana would probably be in that second tier. Gotcha. And then, you know, just like I said, uh, and, you know, a lot of people have said too, but joining Michigan State in that first tier is the Buckeyes. What yeah. makes that class special? And, you know, what should well, us state fans kind of already be nervous about in 2023 when these guys get on campus? Well, you know, definitely their their latest commit, Scotty Middleton. Right. Um, he's definitely the one that makes that class. I like GW, too, and I like Devin Royal. Um, those mm-hmm. are great pieces to go with him. But I think Scotty's probably the definitely the most talented. I shouldn't say that. Scotty is the, he is the most talented player in that class. But, you know, I like the versatility in that one, too. Like they, they all three of those guys um, in that four man class. But all three of those guys I'm talking about are interchangeable and they can guard a lot of different positions. Are you sensing a theme here? This is where college basketball is going. And right. you got to have guys that you can plug in and who you, who can start the break, who can take the ball and go, we don't have to get it out to the point guard. We're just about what you do is you, you're flooding the court with playmakers, right? So sure. you guys sure. that can get a piece of the paint, kick out, get a piece of the paint, finish, go to the free throw line, um, just make plays for all the guys on the court. And so, um, you know, that, that builds chemistry, but it also helps you win. And so that's what a lot of college coaches are are um, trying to build their rosters around for sure. And on the contrary of, you know, teams that are impressing in the Big Ten, any teams that are like oddly underwhelming so far for 2023 recruiting, or is it pretty much all, all standard? Where, where are we at for the underwhelming teams for 2023? I, uh, I took a look. I, I wouldn't say anybody's underwhelming. I would say okay. based off – August. I'm going to look at it being August. Um, Right. I I wouldn't say anybody's like dropping the ball. Not. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. Um, I think everybody's, you know, in the running. You know, and I think there are a lot of guys who who have decent chances at certain kids. But you know, the transfer portal, it just throws a monkey wrench into different things. So um, it's hard to say. It's hard to say you're dropping the ball with the portal looming, and the the portal next year. I, I, yeah, I know. Yeah, 
So, you know, well, you know I'm, I'm going to go off script here. While we're talking about the portal right now, Michigan State didn't add anyone <laughs> in, right. in the portal in the offseason. Yeah. Your take on that is that like a, an odd move, you think? Is that a smart move? Or like kind of how do you just see a, a team like Michigan State with like maybe nine playable scholarship players, maybe 10? Yeah not do anything in the portal, or is that just the, the way basketball is going to go now, where you don't have to fill out all 12 scholarships just because you have them there, or 13 scholarships, I should say? Well, I think, you know, they, 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 they're they at a level where they can pick who they want. And so I know they've inquired about some transfers. I'll tell you okay. that. And you got to think, um, it's just a new day. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll put it like this. <laughs> Tom Izzo's been around for a while, right? We, we, we've heard sure. of him, right? So I know... You know, at the top tier of the transfer portal, uh, there are, you know, it, I talk to a lot of coaches that say, man, the, the the entitlement of these kids, you know, in the portal is just something that, you know, old school coaches <laughs> can't get with, you know. And so I, I know, and I'm not, it's not Tom Izzo. So let me say this, but I'll tell you a <laughs> quick story. I know we got to go. Um, there's a, a, a well-known coach. Um told me that he they called a well-known recruit in the portal um personally and uh-huh. so you know he's like hey you know it's so and so and you know i just you know really love your game and you know i just want to let you know we're interested in you want to get you down on campus and you know talk about the possibilities and the first thing out of this kid's mouth was oh yeah um coach no disrespect but i you know would you mind talking to my agent you know <laughs> now imagine a, a coach a very well known, i mean go all coaches have a little ego right sure you probably have a lot of, of ego. um yeah. just imagine that just imagine that phone call. now that kid didn't go to that school i bet you i bet you probably know why but yeah, you don't um, say you know they, they're all like acclimating a lot of coaches say this and i think it's the realest thing ever is we're all learning on the fly right now with this portal and nil and everything in the crazy world that we're living in now i think at some point it'll regulate but not right now you know so we'll we'll see we'll see so that's why jay wright stepped away did did i get the coach right or or no jay's gone k's gone (laughs) roy's gone you mean they may have known that some things were coming i think so sure you know yeah. If if that if that was Tom Izzo on the phone, I think not only does he hang up, but he throws his phone against the okay. near center block wall as fast no, as he possibly could. So yeah, yeah, he might even say a couple words that he can't repeat. You think so? <laughs> yeah, Tom, Tom Izzo? No, no, not not the Tom I know. Come on. That's... <laughs> oh man, no, that's a, love that story. Love what a what a note to end on right there. That's awesome, uh, Jason. I mean, obviously, you know, would love to have you on again. I, I'm no doubt that we will have you on in the future. Um, but hey. This is a great time. Loved your insight. Loved, uh, obviously, you know, everything you dropped on us. But also, more importantly, your time, Jason. Loved your time. Thank you so much for your generosity, your knowledge. Where can the fine folks follow you on Twitter? Uh, Jason Jordan at uh, – I'm sorry, Jason Jordan SI on Twitter. Jason C. Jordan on Instagram. So, and everything all the time, SI.com, uh, college basketball section. I'm always there. So, hit me up. Awesome. There we go. We'll do. Jason, you're the man and everyone else. Hey, keep it tuned. We're five days a week as we lead off to kickoff. I know we did all basketball today, but yeah, football coming in hot. But until then, hey, keep it real. Love you all. Go green.